0: Podcast ain't played nobody holiday bonus edition. I have a hypothetical. I have a proposition for you. Okay. What um what's your vehicle situation right now? We have one. Okay. Um. Then you're perfect for this scenario. Okay. What would you do if someone came and offered you a truck um mm-hmm. that you could fit the family and it has like an extra seat? Uh, seventeen years old in per- nearly perfect condition. Okay. It's got like 120 on it, but everything's new in it. All right. Sorry, I'm just instantly, I'm trying to avoid falling into like the most provincial parlance about talking about a truck, but let's just say it's a really good truck, but it's 17 years old, but it's in perfect condition, except for one problem. There is an old school CD, like aftermarket CD deck in the, in this like the stereo. It's one of those aftermarket Mm -hmm. deals. Okay. In the CD player is a cd that is stuck it cannot eject and you can't get it you can't get <laughs> it okay the cd is big and rich mm-hmm.
1: do you still accept the truck oh you so you turn on the truck and you hear big and rich so there's a lighter adapter that i can plug in my ipod no
0: right? no, no no it's a 17 year old car and there's no usb <laughs> port
1: Oh hell yeah! There's a USB. No, 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 not USB. Like the lighter adapter, like the old nine volt. Well, that just charge, that
0: charges it. Yes, but there's no, but you can't get it to run through the speakers.
1: I bet there is a way. Uh, otherwise, no. There, yep. Okay.
0: So that was my Christmas. Um. I, uh, by the way, welcome to podcasting, play am college football, marriage of numbers and words. It's the holiday edition, so we're going to dispense with the uh, what little formality we have. <laughs> my old man. So I, I live in the heart of Nashville in like a neighborhood where you can walk to most stuff. My wife has a car. It's the primary family car. I used to have an SUV and sat in our driveway for years. Um, especially when like when I worked, when I started working this job, because if I left town, then I would get an Enterprise car brought to me. I would get the Enterprise car and I would go away or go to the airport. Um so I got rid of the car and I never thought about it. Then I had two kids. <laughs> um which is a raging pain um, just having two kids full stop, but also like the logistics of being a parent of two. So I was about to go and start looking for cars or trucks in this instance because for some reason my wife is really, even though she's from North Louisiana of all places, hates trucks, um, has a just weird bias against trucks, but um, always has like a truck-related project, like an antique something or, or, or like 80 cubic, Feet of dirt that need to be moved, you know, from one locale to another. So I was like, I'll just go get a beater truck. So my dad calls me. He's on the way home from this is, uh, this is like two weeks into Project X. So it was almost a month ago. And he's on his way home from a funeral and he was, he'd taken his truck to Georgia. And he said, you know, I've got to get some things repaired on this, but I, you know, I think it's time to get rid of it. So I'm just going to give it to you. And I was like, wow, thanks. <laughs> and it's not, you know, it's not, um, It's a 17-year-old vehicle, but it's also like a truck. It runs perfectly. I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much, you know, whatever. And the Blue Book values like a couple thousand dollars. I try to pay him. Of course, he wouldn't take it, whatever. Um, And then he tells me later about this CD situation. So he's had an XM radio receiver attached to that, but not gotten rid of of the CD thing. So I'm thinking I'm not going to be around a lot of people. Like if I worked around all of our colleagues at SB Nation, this would be a funny bit, you know, like something I could force them into. Like if we all were, you know, working in the same office and we all went and got lunch together, I could be like, hey, Jason and like all the full cast idiots and Bud and all those guys and be like, hey, you know, come get my truck. And then they would just have to listen to Big and Rich, (laughs) um, who I love. Um, and my dad was up here and actually made me listen to half the CD. It was just, whew, whew. um, I wrote about them by the way, shout out to ESPN. And yeah, right. that was a good idea for, to send me. Um, I'm thinking about just keeping it and then just getting a line in and running my phone off of that. Like, you know, people do in 27, cause like if you buy a car now, people literally don't even care about the, the size of the engine. Most people in the world can't <laughs> tell you the difference between a V6 and a V8. But they just want to know, like, how many cup holders does it have? How many USB ports does it have? Like, is it Bluetooth? Blah, blah, blah. I'm, this sounds like a drunk uncle sketch. But, um, <clears throat> you know, back then they didn't have any of that stuff. I kind of think it's novelty. I
1: think I'm just, just going to keep it. What do you think? So, yeah, I mean, free car. It, it would be tempting. The free truck works tempting perfectly. If, if you're just driving around town. But I get annoyed in traffic. I think I need music. Maybe okay. Actually, yes. I would take it, and then I would just like do the thing you're not supposed to do and wear headphones uh, in the car.
0: Oh, you sound like my wife. I get yelled at. I listen to. I put earbuds in when I'm driving everywhere. You're not supposed to.
1: Well, technically not, because it's a uh, hell of lot harder to you know hear things around you. Well, I don't listen to music with with earbuds, and I listen to podcasts, okay. and I feel like
0: the gaps in silence, such as this one. Allow you to hear things on the road, right?
1: Uh, uh, maybe, but if your earbuds are good and they like, kind of like they're kind of noise canceling in and themselves. Oh, I got sounds, nice. I got nice buds. Right. So I mean, that's going to do it too. You're not going to really hear, uh, you know, ambulances or whatever. That that's the rationale. Uh, if if given the choice of driving in silence, driving with big and rich, or driving with earphones in my uh, ears, so you would rather see
0: So you would rather endanger yourself and the, yourself and the lives of others. My my sanity
1: would be endangered the other way. So, yes.
0: Okay. All right. The reason I bring this up, Bill, is that, you know, when when you're a grown ass, you don't really get Christmas presents. You and your wife or significant other. um, You go buy something that you want. Yeah. I mean, you already get the stuff that you want. And so, and like. My wife and I just go to nice restaurants now. We're like, cool. That was we we got each other a thing, you know. Like we don't we've and you know it's not not romantic or whatever, but we're just very honest, you know. I buy myself liquor and Pumas. Yeah. Wow. Damn. If this podcast ever had a bumper sticker
1: liquor and pumas i'm wearing the most obnoxious pair that i own right now too a college football marriage of liquor and pumas if you follow me me on instagram
0: you know which pair i'm talking about um welcome to podcast ain't played nobody it is a college football marriage numbers and words if you're kind of scratching your head at the content so far this is the bonus holiday edition we are going to answer some of your papn 17 questions this is a timeless podcast for the most part it exists in the limbo between uh, week two of our bowl previews and the playoff or at least the semis preview that is still tbd um as you listen to this i am traversing hell's half acre in the southeast to visit a variety of relatives and in-laws with two children under three while bill a much smarter human being on all fronts is just chilling right now yeah Probably just hanging out all good of course i also had
1: to edit this so
0: there's that at least I will edit 20 podcasts if you want to drive 18 consecutive not consecutive 18 round, hours round trip with with a 3-year-old and a <laughs> and a fat 7-month-old. Um so we're going to answer some questions. Um uh since we're existing in the hypothetical space, did you get anything for the holidays? Liquor and pumas. So you just so there's no surprise. So I feel like most of our listenership kind of you're in the the young mom dad range, young married range, whatever. And I feel like the, the, the holiday gift as we give you guys the gift of us listening or listening to us just babble and non sequiturs and answering random Twitter questions, you don't really do gifts. I feel like the, the gift giving experience is gone.
1: It, it, I mean, yeah, we we will occasionally decide, you know what, it'd be a good idea if we're nice to each other. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just that, you know, I here's what I'm getting. This is my Christmas gift. Um, and and we go with that. Yeah, uh, pretty much. My, my wife is not the most sentimental person in the world. I'm not either. <laughs> uh but it, this this makes us happy, so therefore we're doing it. One
0: uh, one gift that I purchased for myself back in October says one college football tie-in. You ready? Okay. Um, uh, if I had a child's heart, I would keep it in a jar. No, that's a Stephen King joke. Um, okay. The Super Nintendo Classic um, uh-huh. for all of my jaded uh, jaded cynicism and aggression. As soon as that thing hit the market, there was something just deep, inexorable inside of me. I was like, you got to go buy one of those things. <laughs> You got to go get your super nintendo on because you and i are close to the same age and yeah. probably you know same sort of experience in the zeitgeist so as i sit here we're doing this podcast right now i have turned it on i am playing f-zero i am 36 years old um but it's another example of like well you know you're grown you're grown ass so you just go buy what you want right <laughs> i'm not gonna look at my wife who occasionally has sex with me and be like hey could you get me a super nintendo classic <laughs> it's just that's not gonna happen yeah, it is um, a little I mean, way she way. would. Now, for the record, she would. She's very nice. She, she's oh, well, way too nice and tolerant of my of my business. Um, sorry, I'm drinking coffee. I'm changing levels now in F0. Um, so, I had a point. Um, you couldn't get really? this. You could not get the classic. You could not get it for a while. It was like a big deal. I don't know if you knew this. It was like a rare thing. Uh, so, my buddy at the juice is good, who's an occasional question asker. Um, this is just. I guess this is what you have to do to simulate that childlike um, materialism and gifts. Uh, His mom and dad have retired to Opelika uh, or the Auburn-Opelika area. He went to Auburn. And so he had his – I kind of got with him on Twitter and I was like, hey, man, if you you know of any Super Nintendo classics out there, let me know. We went and had lunch, like two grown adults and talked about our kids and then tried to figure out how we were going to buy one of these things. Sent his mom on a Tuesday morning when a GameStop opened in Auburn, Alabama, and made her buy these two things, and I reimbursed them for mine. So War Eagle, I feel obligated to say that, uh, which is kind of rare for me. And then uh, also, this is our gift to you. So look, if you can, I, I don't think you have a Puma story that involves two grown men uh, hatching a plan to make one of their moms go and buy a video game system for each of them.
1: Do you? <laughs> no, I do not. Um, it is funny. I mean, just the uh, the, the the change in in all of this compared to when my cousin and I stayed up for uh, like 54 straight hours. Cause that's how long we had to like with a uh, super tech mobile rental in like 19, whatever, eighty-nine ninety, 90, whenever that was um, whenever that one came out, like we, we, we only had it for a certain amount of time. So we just played it and then we had to, my mom had to take it back. I'm going
0: to say something controversial uh, right now. Super Tech Mobiles better than Tech Mobile.
1: Oh God, yeah, that shouldn't be controversial. That was but, like the, amongst purists was, though. I, I, I don't even know what the debate is. It, I, hell, I, I, Super, Super Tech Mobile
0: had all the teams.
1: Yeah, they had, they had all the I teams. And it
0: actually, it was the first one with the NFL license too. They had
1: stats like that was a mind blowing experience. That was the one. That was a sequel that I was better that than the original. Said, I love that you just said stats.
0: I had no idea they had stats. It's Never phenomenal. once cared.
1: Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Man, you were you and, were that um, guy back then. Yeah. I mean, you don't just become that guy. What do you have any college football gifts that
0: you can remember? Because like, I don't have anything that you know. I, I've I've talked about it on the show before, talked about it on the NFL podcast and stuff. Like, obviously, I was a, a big Falcons fan, and I always get the kind of you know the, that gear and stuff. But I didn't really have any. I'm trying to think if I had any college. You know, I was in school at Ole Miss. You people would give me Ole Miss stuff, but I never wore mm-hmm. a lot of that merchandise. So so a lot of it just kind of disappeared or. You know, I gave it away.
1: Yeah. I remember getting a pretty cool Oklahoma State sweat, like just a big sweatshirt with just the helmet on it, basically. And I thought that was amazing when I was like nine. Uh, and then I'm sure I got like bowl gear on the rare occasion that Missouri went to a bowl when I was in school. Um, but that's about it. Um that early that late late 80s early 90s i was kind of i was a little at least a little soured on college football because all of my relatives had made me hate ou by that point you know the charles the charles thompson was framed crowd um and plus they were not on i I, they were on probation i think they were not on tv for a year so therefore i didn't get much tv to watch so um, that that you know not the not the greatest time period for my college football fandom
0: I'm sure a lot of you have, I know a lot of people, especially when they were in college, got bowl game tickets as Christmas gifts. That's a big Uh, one. I had a lot of friends who did that in college uh, for, for the two Mississippi schools and LSU and all the nearby ones. I remember a lot of people talking about that. Um, Which is so funny to think like that Shreveport would be considered a gift to anyone. Um,
1: I'm pretty sure I had
0: one year. I got offered tickets to go to the Nebraska Ole Miss and Bowl and turn them down free tickets.
1: I, Look, I mean, Shreveport, the only time Shreveport is attractive is when you haven't been to a bowl in five years. Um, like we all went down there in 03. Like all my friends and I, like three car loads down, um, stayed at the worst hotel in Shreveport. Uh, you had where my, wife, my wife, my wife, my wife to be walked in the room, immediately broke out in hives and we had to go find a residence in or something um, because her mold allergy just kicked in the moment we walked in the door. But we found <laughs> we found a room and they all stayed in those hotel rooms. Um, yes. But that left. was a very and then uh, year's, That that year was uh, Arkansas. Two years later was South Carolina. Two years later, mm-hmm. none of us went because once you've experienced Shreveport once, that's enough. But I mean, yeah, I did the whole like New Year's Eve in Bossier City casino experience? And,
0: mm-hmm. Oh yeah. As someone who spent a lot of Christmas, I um, just just east the road in in Monroe. That's a that's uh, a special feeling. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Bill, we've delayed long enough. No kidding. Let's answer Well, look, I'm playing Super Nintendo right now. What do you want out of me? This is a free podcast. This is the additional free podcast, I might add. And I'm on holiday time. I'm surprised I don't have an open bottle of port wine right now. I have pants on. What do you want?
1: I mean, this is true. They are all free, though, so, you know. Yeah, but this is the free, free one. This is this is the gratis one. This is the thank you for giving me something to listen to while I'm driving nine hours to my family's house. My ass kicked in Super Mario World. Um,
0: PAPN 17 was the hashtag. It's already closed now. And we start because I asked specifically for you dirtbag uh, freeloaders to show me some sort of proof of donation to a charity. Um, and our one one winner who did that is Alan at Avian Dentures. Great at handle, by the way. Uh, he gave to charity water. So if you want to give, um, I, I mean, just do it. Why don't y'all be nice and just give to charity water specifically. You can charity colon water. Um, Alan is from Atlanta. Um, cause he sent me, Oh, oh Alan, I'm gonna show up at your house. <laughs> you denied your personal information, Alan. um, <laughs> Alan asks the last team that won their first championship was UF in 96. My question to you is this. How long of a time frame is it where you think the odds of a team winning their first title is greater than 50% five years, 10 years, 25 years. What exactly is Alan talking about here? So, so basically like, Oh, wait, he adds, he, he, okay. There was another tweet. Okay. Like the odds of a team winning their first title this year is ab- is obviously zero
1: winning their so if first. We titles, years, if we go out ten years, if, if which one sounds realistic? Within is he talking about years, new programs? No, just new first-time national title winners. So basically, okay. what he's saying is like which like, which TCU sounds realistic or... within ten years? Is there a fifty percent chance of of a team winning its first national title?
0: Um, from this point right now. Yes. All right. Well, so the first thing we got to do is figure out the field. Right. Um, so that takes out all of the SEC. All right. That have, yeah, all of the SEC that has a shot at a national title in the next ten years is has already won a national championship. That's fair to say. You don't believe Mom, in must champ, Bill? Come on, no. You don't believe, you don't uh, believe in Will Must. You think you think you think Will Muschamp is one going to make no. South Carolina <laughs> national title contender in recruiting against Clemson and two survive the SEC East as we record this early signing is wrapping up and Georgia is a war machine. Um, okay, so no one in the SEC. Um, Penn State has won a national title, Ohio State, Michigan, etc. Um, so that would leave Wis-
1: Wisconsin. Wisconsin,
0: all right. So there's candidate one on the board. I would I would yeah. definitely go back and mention TCU. Um,
1: uh, TCU uh, won a national title in the 30s. Does that count? What do you think? I mean, it technically does, but I mean... What's your opinion? A, a lot of things happen in the 30s that probably don't count in, in modern college football, so... Te- let's I, say I mean, it doesn't. Let's say 1940...
0: Okay. Let's say post-World War II. Okay. All right. I mean, so, case, TC, so so, right now we've got TCU in Wisconsin. We've got... Oklahoma
1: State, technically. They've come close.
0: Okay, OSU and... What else? Um, this, is t- this is a good. This, by the way, fantastic question by Alan. I, only because we got to sit here and try and figure out the field. So <laughs> the, obviously, this would include Boise, Oregon. That's a cute. That that's a good one. That's a huge candidate. Right. Louisville, uh, you take
1: technically. Louisville.
0: Um, man, I mean, really, you have to you you have to suss out a list. Uh, UCLA would Chip Kelly, Virginia Tech. Uh,
1: yeah. When did? Yeah. No. UCLA would count. Yeah
0: here's the thing as we go through and do this, as I sit and kind of think going through the power of five schools, no one jumps out at you right away. Right. right and and says, say this, you know,
1: uh, you know, theoretically, it is absolutely possible because Clemson obviously didn't count when they won last year because they did have a national title. They had a title 35 years ago, and it didn't really have anything. It didn't have an impact on them building the program they have today. They just had right. a big fan base and and made a great hire that seemed like a bad hire at first um, and, built and built and built and built and built. And that recipe could be followed at UCLA. It could be followed at so- Let's Wisconsin see. is the
0: is is by far the first team. Uh, so I, I went through like the last college football playoff ranking. So Wisconsin comes in at sixth, right? And then it's Auburn, USC, Penn State, Miami, Washington, Central Florida. That's not going to happen.
1: Um, oh, Stanford, right? Do they have one? Uh, I don't. They might claim one from the twenties or something, but no.
0: TCU, Michigan State, Wazoo, Oklahoma State, Memphis, Northwestern, Virginia Tech, Mississippi State, South Carolina—sorry, uh, North Carolina State, and Boise. If
1: of them in Boise, we got to count UCF, too. But, I mean, either one, the, that's not going to happen either way. I'm going to say no. So what,
0: what I would love, I mean, I would you love for it to. The best chance we had was Oregon.
1: Yep. By far. By far. And still could, uh, you know, they're recruiting well and all that. But I mean, fifty percent oh, well, Yeah, I like, I like the Crystal hire. Um,
0: well, all right, let's say this between Oregon, Wisconsin, and TCU. I think those are your best bets. Is that fair okay. to say? that I leave an obvious candidate uh, out? UCLA, Virginia
1: UCLA. Tech? I would UCLA and Virginia Tech. Yeah, I mean, all yeah, right, so,
0: so there's five. Ready? Oregon, Wisconsin, TCU, Virginia Tech, and UCLA. Okay. I would say greater than zero percent in the next five years, but not greater than twenty-five. No, 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 not not at all. You're the stats guy. Help me. Um, but but ten in years, ten years, ten it's higher years
1: than feels fifty. Ten years feels like it's pushing it too. I would I, I would you know I feel like I'm confident in saying like twenty or thirty percent within ten years. But really, I think we have to go to twenty years to really. Get, and I mean, look, like twenty what twenty-seven years ago, now we had like. Virginia and Georgia tech playing for a spot at a shot at a national title. Like it was, it wasn't forever ago, but it was still 27 years now. And and so 20, I think is about, we'd have to at least go there. Okay.
0: All right. Um, I hope that answers your question, Alan. It's a tough one. Not because of, I mean, rich do get richer, but, I just don't see a, an incredibly well-positioned program at the moment. Man, we were so close to Oregon just three years ago. Yeah,
1: and we still could be. I mean, that's, that's the thing. We were close with Oregon. It's, we- it's um, weird to think
0: about that. Like how – and then ever since then, it's been nothing but retreads.
1: 2011 with Oklahoma State missing by a field goal. Like, uh, you know, we can de- – I, 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 per- I think LSU would have beaten them in the title game, but they would have still been in badly. the title game. Well, if that, I, I mean, I if that's like, the case, that,
0: I mean, you know, Oregon made the title game.
1: Right. And so that, that that alone says they were very, very close, but they did miss those opportunities. And it does feel like right. um fifty percent over ten years is still a little more optimistic than I can uh Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. So what's the number? I say twenty years. I I, I feel comfortable saying within twenty years there will feel like a fifty percent chance of this happening. God, that's Jesus. depressing. Let's move on. Uh our friend Zach Frost at Z Wall ninety three said uh, 2017 was the year of the late 90s national champions failing. Tennessee and Nebraska were well documented, and FSU is obviously in a much different spot than they were in August. UF had a very weird season. Which of those is the first to be back in serious playoff contention? I say FSU, Florida State, Florida State easy, yeah. I really years. like Scott Frost, and I think they. I, you know, I've, I've now my money is where my mouth is. I've been saying for a while all Nebraska has to do is make a good hire. They made a good hire, so now we see what happens there. But no, I think Florida State, then Florida, then Nebraska, then Tennessee.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my the jury's out for me on the great hire thing because I still think that their problems are bigger than a hire can fix. If you're talking about national championships, if you're talking about a good program that can win nine games. Go to a Florida Bowl, you know, two out of every three years. Be competitive, I challenge think, Wisconsin. I think that's very I, possible.
1: I think they have a top ten ceiling with Scott Frost. I don't know about national title. I we'll have to see that, but I, that, I but think that's that, what I'm saying. That, but that that was rather that's, drive be, that's than nine wins. I mean, I think their ceiling is better than that, and I think they'll hit it. But regardless, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're not they're below FSU. They're below Florida. I, I'm going to put uh, them ahead of Tennessee, though, because Tennessee in this instance has to deal with Dan Mullen at Florida, and then the 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 you know. Oh no! Uh, the Death Star at at uh,
0: at Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, I think the situation's worse for Tennessee just because of the company it keeps in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Heather Carpenter at HC one zero five nine. How's the Facebook Live? How are the Facebook Live games working out for Group of Five schools? I always mean to watch my school, Texas State, but never actually do. Is it better than ESPN three, CBS, or BN? um mm, better than i don't know um production values i can just tell you from what i do know about the television industry cheaper doesn't necessarily mean worse um i think when you when you're in those situations though you're not necessarily saying like oh man this isn't espn's a team that does like the clemson florida state game and they don't have the beautiful tracking shots and the you know the 50 50 on-site cameras and all that what you're really just thinking is like i'm so glad i get to see this you know exactly it's football yay. Um, so they're, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of taking advantage of your just happy to be hereness as a fan of a G5 school. So the quality isn't necessarily great, but at the same time, you know, UTSA is a great example. They were, they were really hot for a while. Frank Wilson was mentioned for a lot of jobs. He interviewed for some jobs, but he's obviously still there. Um, I was able to watch one of their games. I cannot remember at the moment on Facebook and it was fine. It was no different than watching it on I don't know, uh, ESPN, one of those regular, like kind of rando ESPN 3 deals. Mm-hmm. It felt to be about the same. I think it's good. Diversification for the market yes. when it comes to rights is the most important thing. So, right. I think what I should say is I hope it continues to to do well because I want to see more and more schools go in or conferences go in different directions because I think the more you diversify the market, the better it's going to be for college football. Um, I think ESPN having a monopoly on, especially like, you know, technically I wouldn't say they have a monopoly anymore on the P5 contracts of of note, but the way that they've treated the G5s as just sort of filler content with, you know, a a much more flavorless product in the way they produce it and, and when they air it and the decisions they make regarding it. I think you could see other networks or entities, whatever the hell we're calling them, OTT providers, whatever. Do some fun, cool things with with the G five stuff that we love. So I hope Facebook stays invested, and I hope they I hope they figure it out.
1: Yeah, I will say one of my favorite uh, times of any given week uh, is the PR email I get from BN Sports oh, about so all caps Florida International Marshall this Saturday on BN Sports. You know, it's it's a, like, so depressing. They just throw everything they've got into it. And I love that because, like you said, ESPN3 would not do that. Uh, it does not make me watch the product, of course. Um, but I love the energy there. And you're right. I mean, competition is the big thing right now. We don't, we don't know what the hell any of this landscape is going to look like. But the more people that are kind of dipping their toe in the waters now, uh, number one, you can see what everybody else is doing the production value-wise, see what works. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a – it's a healthier environment, but she also asked how they're doing. I don't have a damn clue how they're doing. I don't, I assume they're not exactly drawing much, but Twitter did it again this year. Facebook did it again. So there's that. Well, they're
0: not. And, and I know Heather, because we've talked, um, yeah. over Twitter and stuff. Heather works in the, um, an iteration of the, of the tech industry. um, maybe related to what I'm doing right now as I, as we record this, um, they are, it's not zero sum for them right now. Um, as with a lot of the things that Facebook and Google are embracing as well as Amazon, they're not looking at stats right now. So in other words, they just, they, they, they kind of just want to play with it for a minute and and kind of experiment and see what kind of natural. Yeah. They're not worried about hitting a number right now for the UTSA Marshall Good. game. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I'm um, happy to hear that. What they do want to figure out is what kind of community can you bring to it. What else can you do with it during the game, after, before the advance lead, that kind of stuff. And then, of course, you know, it's, it's social media. So it's we hear these buzzwords all the time at SB Nation when we're in the meetings. They're more concerned now with like long term community building. Yeah. How can we make this work for us in you know not just the game? Are people talking about UTSA enough on Facebook? That's right. That's sort of what they wanted to come back to. So I, it's not that I think when I was watching, it has that number in the upper right corner.
1: Oh yeah, on Facebook, yeah.
0: And I I don't think it ever got larger than five thousand when I was watching okay. the UTS. The that's really
1: though. That's five thousand. That's five thousand who couldn't watch their team before and are now. And I, you awesome. know,
0: personally, I think it's a, a success. I don't. I, you know, I'm not a CFO of Facebook, though. right? So.
1: <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I'm going to combine two questions together here, just to, you know, two birds, one stone. Uh, our friend Kenan Ray Cole, uh, at Kenan Ray, says, uh, Idaho announced a move to FCS. Who else should we expect to move up or down in the next five-ish years? And then on uh, via email, our friend Scott Butler asked uh, regarding JMU, does the recent contract extension keeping Mike Houston at JMU tell us that JMU has promised Houston they will transition to FBS? Um, to answer the second question first, it does not mean that. Uh, contract extensions are just contract extensions they don't have to mean anything um but it's kind of interesting because
0: i'm saying no one's kicking down the door for jmu at the moment
1: but yeah um what i'm really curious about jmu and in, in regard to one thing you know we we heard again at the end of the year like conference usa attendance is down the ratings still continue to be terrible um and, and the, the idea of, you know, we've got to figure out this whole conference, USA sunbelt, whatever, we got to form some new alliances here, uh, because it just isn't working as it is uh, a while back. Of course, you know, I did, I probably did exactly this like six months ago too. Uh, but I, I saw that, uh, article come across a couple of weeks ago. So I kind of drew up like, okay, well, if I, we went very geography specific, what would we be looking at here. And, I mean, you could do like an all Florida, Georgia, Alabama-ish kind of thing where you've got um, FAU, FIU, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, South Alabama, Troy, Southern Miss, UAB. I guess I threw a Mississippi in there too. Um, You could kind of bunch those together. That could be a division. You could have Appalachian State, Charlotte, Coastal, Liberty. We talked about this, yeah. Yeah, we talked about something very (laughs) similar. Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky. You could have Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas grouping, um, and New Mexico. To, to save them, but like in terms of math, like if you're doing that and, and and you're getting the you're going back to we always commend the Sun Belt for getting Appalachian State and Georgia Southern. If you're looking back at like hard regions, like smaller regions with good football, then programs like Central Arkansas and Sam Houston become uh, things to think about for for the the Texas Arkansas Conference, and then programs like JMU. <coughs> become something to think about if you're trying to form a, com- a conference around schools from north carolina and tennessee and virginia and all that so because they're awesome they're awesome right now um but i just don't know like i'd love to uh you know i i <laughs> you know, let's have a little let's set up a little uh summit with the uh, some conference usa people in sunbelt thing let's we'll make this the papn conference we'll figure this all out
0: to answer his other question um i i don't see anyone moving down no one's going to elect to do that because of the television revenue that's involved and once you once you're of a certain size in order to move when you move down you're going to have to cut jobs and salaries right and budgets so no one's going to do that um because they the think obvious, oh, you know, our program's not good enough right now or you know, right. it's just not going to happen
1: the, uh, the obvious two candidates the the two that i and i don't think they're moving down either but if if somebody does it'll be either umass or new mexico state um because they don't have the conference part to yeah. to lean on
0: UMass wouldn't shock me, um, because they could get in. Uh, like I guess Patriot
1: League. Patriot, I don't think is um has scholarships, but that's not. They're not far removed from the colonial. They're they're colonial. I'm sorry, that's what yeah. I think. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, they're they're going to fight as hard as they can and have with some of their non-conference scheduling and the Fenway stuff to yeah. stave that off. You know, by hook or by crook, it's, it's just a <laughs> dramatic difference of an athletic department. Contractually there are things you have to do. It's it's it, you sort of avoid that at all costs. Idaho I don't feel just, bad for
1: I feel bad for UMass too this year because I mean they yeah, they they're doing the Finway stuff, they're getting really creative with their schedules. Uh they're trying you know, they're going on the road to SEC schools a lot, and they were so close to something good this year. They lost by three to Hawaii, eight to Temple, four to Tennessee, eight to Ohio. Um I think Dan did them a
0: solid too on that deal that they signed.
1: Right. Yeah, um, but I mean, they were they're four and eight. They could have easily been about seven and five. I don't think they had to go to a bowl. They didn't have a bowl to go to. Yeah, uh, but they were close. To, and I mean, that's the only way you—that's the way you do survive these kind of situations is by winning games and making yourself attractive.
0: It's tough. It's—it's it's not something anybody wants to do. Um, oh. I'm trying to think. Is there anyone else? I, I know.
1: No, th- you those gotta understand.
0: Are... You know, people always make that joke if a school goes on NCAA probation or something like. People making that joke about Ole Miss. Or even SMU back in the day, like, no, the money is not – the, the financial penalties are not like that. And also, when 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 you're in a Power Five conference, if Baylor couldn't get kicked out, nobody's right. going to get
1: kicked out. Like, <laughs> I just, did, the, uh, our, our Hustle Belt site, our, our SB Nation Max site, did have a piece. I mean, it, it wasn't – I didn't necessarily agree with it. But basically, like, at this point, Kent State couldn't attract anybody. You know they were they were interviewing Lincoln Riley's younger brother. Um, They ended up getting Syracuse's offensive coordinator, which is something. But like at some point, this the piece was basically like, "Hey, take the hint. Maybe this just don't do football. (laughs) Maybe not." But obviously, you're not. I,
0: I mean, I don't know about that. The Mac is especially bouncy. Right, I mean, how many they've they've
1: bounced up once in like thirty years. Yeah, I mean, they've been consistently awful except for that one little go round at the beginning of the decade.
0: And I would be interested then to talk to bona fide Mac success stories. Mm. You know, um, just off the top, I mean, name like start with like a Matt Campbell, and then just give me five more Matt Campbells in the last decade that have come out and just say, "Hey, what what would you do?" Well, Chris Curtin how how would you go about fixing a Kent State? Because I, I don't think. Those schools are so similar. Yeah, you recruit yeah. You, you. recruit almost like the, 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 You know the exact same kids. I, I, I just don't buy that. There's one Mac school that's that's just in, you know the Buffalo thing and the UMass thing are different. But when you're in that region of the Rust Belt, it's just to me it's a, it's it's a it's human error.
1: Yeah. Talk, I mean, talk to Chris Creighton at EMU. He figured something out uh, at a exactly. school that was, that was yeah, more abundant. So yeah, that,
0: that, that was one I would put, you know, I would put down first Um, or would have uh, at Mike eggs asked if the state of Florida had a playoff within itself, who would be okay. ranked, wait, who would be ranked and what and who, who would be ranked, what I'm sorry. And who would hoist the trophy of the championship <laughs> championship sunshine, sunshine state? I can't speak today. Um, the great question. Are we so doing we this to, right
1: to now? Say Miami, USCF, USF, FIU, and FAU, right? So seven?
0: Yeah. And and the playoff happens
1: now in real time? I guess, yeah. Okay. Um, Miami the, the, is Miami's the one seed. FAU I, is the wait, two seed. Wait, not UCF? Seed. Oh, all right. UCF. I'd already kind of skipped right over them. So UCF, Miami. I say FAU, then USF, but maybe Correct. the other way around.
0: No, 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 I'm fine with that.
1: Uh let's see, then we so then we've got Florida State, probably Florida, and then FIU. Although you could make a case FIU then Florida. Um so in this scenario, I'm doing this on the fly, which is okay. how I forgot UCF. Um you've got UCF getting a bye. You've got um it, so they'll face the winner of South Florida versus FSU. Okay. Um win. South, South, South Florida. Florida FSU. FSU. Oh, yeah. out South Florida. It's it's in it's in it's at, at UCF or USF, so doesn't I, matter. Okay, I FSU at the end of the year was a lot better, but for for funsies, gonna say Miami versus FIU, Miami wins even though they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. FAU hosting Florida. FAU hosting Florida. FAU. <sighs> FAU. Yeah, I uh, that that. <laughs> that'd be amazing i want to see that game now um don't come to boca unless you won't get that ass whooped uh now we've got ucf hosting usf well we saw that one um okay. so uh, we're gonna go ucf there although it was close uh and then miami hosting fau Ooh.
0: um the, the hell with it i'm going Al's.
1: All right. Ups- upset <laughs> Uh, the my, upset. The two teams at the end of the year. I think would have a very, very good chance of winning that game. Yeah, uh, like, I know. So, I, like to me, it's not that much of a stretch. Like uh, September, Miami would have killed, but at the end of the year, yes. FAU was probably a better team. So we got UCF That's hosting fun. FAU. Forget about it. All right. So who who wins? Um, Knights. I'm I, I, you see UCF trailed off just enough that at the end of the year you could almost make the case for fau but ucf didn't lose this year um so ucf
0: yeah ucf
1: so ucf wins the state of god they
0: should do that every year <laughs> i think if you don't make a bowl or if, i'm sorry if you don't make the playoff i think you should be able to to have there should be a state of florida playoff every year nice and then, like, we we'll, they'll sub out, I don't know, get, like, Georgia Southern,
1: I don't know, some local school or something, or some nearby school. Um, all At right. Billy Joyner, uh, said, he asks, SESP Nation open the year with an amazing anthology on 2007. How do you think two, 2017 compares? Lots of parody, plenty of upsets, but something just doesn't seem like it's near as exciting. How do you rate 2017 season relatively? Um, well, it's known 2007. I right. mean, that's a, yeah. Basically, we needed one more huge upset Saturday. We got a really, really good one. We had a couple of minor ones, uh, and basically the table was set for complete and utter disaster. But we needed one more big Saturday of upsets, and we didn't get that. So. You know, that's. I mean, that was like we always said at the time. Like the 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 only letdown with two thousand seven is it still ended up with LSU and playing Ohio State for the national title. Uh, this year, we had a lot of fun and a lot of chaos here and there, and we still got Georgia, Oklahoma, Florida, uh, Clemson, and Alabama. So chalky. So it felt pretty chalky. Although Georgia wasn't predicted a top five at the beginning of the year, and OU lost to Iowa State, so um, and Clemson I lost guess. to Syracuse. So it still t- it was still weird, but yeah, we needed one more big stupid weekend i think
0: to put it in 07 caliber or to be better than no no
1: was was not gonna be better than but um it was because i be- just don't
0: feel like 07 had so many individual m- moments inside of those weeks i don't right. think you know obviously as we do on this show and others like we'll go back and kind of scrub the season as we get into get into the you know Februarys, but february slash like all the way through may mm. i just don't feel like it had those little individual accent moments right of course a lot of what we know about 2007 we didn't understand at the time right well yeah but i mean
1: right. it would have it wouldn't have been 2007 it would have still reached the point of like when we like five years from now we go oh 2017 that was awesome you know it would have at least gotten to that point and we were close i mean yeah. clemson all tried to or thought about losing to nc state and fsu at the beginning of november oh you threw a pick and gave OSU the ball back uh, late in bedlam with a chance to, to win or take the lead you know there were those instances where things could have gotten really nutty of course in that in that instance one of those happens and Ohio State makes it instead so never mind
0: Ugh. um yeah i think it was far off of that but i think it was an interesting year um to me every year post playoff is interesting just because we're seeing the sport reevaluate itself at the at the at the top level, right in terms of what what it wants what it what it needs, what it has to be is the playoff a good product? are schools doing what they need to to get into the playoff? how can they you know you'll start to see scheduled gerrymandering in
1: the future if they feel like it's being too strong or um, so oh man, I've got a great transition ready to go by the way. Go. speaking of gerrymandering uh, Nick willer at Nikki G six one eight asks. What are the consequences of this new tax bill? (laughs) Iowa, for example, will require a $1,958 per seat quote donation for the new club seats. Um, but I have no answer for this I just like that transition but basically this is something that has we've seen some headlines about it it's something we'll have to talk about in the future uh, mm-hmm. tax deductions for donations to sports programs uh, connected to ticket purchase rights um, that well, it, it's no more so you, you don't get that uh, tax break anymore um, the what what twenty one percent tax on pay above a million dollar for nonprofits uh, five highest paid employees he he's, he included a link here. Um, it's weird when that, that's that's when politicians really get themselves into trouble is when they start messing with sports. So um, we'll see what the. Uh, but I'm
0: definitely. Up. I'm definitely talking out of my ass here, but um, I, I will say this: I don't want to doom say anything because I because I I well, don't yeah, no, like I, don't I fundamentally know. don't understand, but I will say right now the live events side the the marketing ticket sales traditional side of the sporting event is what's hurting the most yep. obviously rights fees has, they've stabilized we we haven't gone through a, a, you know we haven't done a realignment rodeo in a while but things are still healthy even as we try and figure out what content providers are going to look like in the next 10 years and and who's going to pay for what and how that's still a better situation in a lot of, in a lot of parts of this country than trying to fill up a stadium. So yeah. anything that gets anything that hurts, um, a school's ability to do that, I think is something that, that scares a lot of folks in the industry. Right. we just flat out haven't been good. Like as a sport period, media fans, a whole deal of like at, at, I do think the live event is suffering. Okay. And I think television has a lot to do with it. I'm not saying for better or worse. I'm just saying that like people who I know less and less people who are, who are going in on the major ticket packages at at major football schools, Alabama, Auburn, you know, Georgia, Florida. Um, I'm sure after this year, people have an uptick in Georgia tickets, but like on the whole
1: people are kind of electing against that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a serious answer for this question either, but our friend Chuck Pearson asks, okay, quick, serious take. Mike Sherman to Canadian football with the Montreal Alouettes. Failure or spectacular failure? Uh, i just like to point out. Why would you be named Mike Sherman? Well, uh, I would just like to point out that in searching his Wikipedia page real quick, like number one, yes, he was just named uh, head coach of the Montreal Alouettes, which is pretty incredible in and of itself. Um, Congrats. I... He for the last 2 years uh he was the Nasset Regional High School coach. Yes, um, I
0: knew this for some reason.
1: Uh his high school coaching record all time is 4 and 18. He went 1 and 10 and 3 and 8 in those 2 years at Nossett Regional High School that is in Northeastern Massachusetts. Um, I'm guessing you know, the wasn't amazing there.
0: It's tough, tough year development. You know, um, a lot of guys
1: recruiting really took a hit. um <laughs> But I, that, that's all I got. That's that's the end of that thought. I just uh, wanted to point that out. um and he joins Mark trustman as the only three current CFL coaches. Or, sorry, June Jones and Mark Trustman as the current uh, yeah. CFL head coaches with NFL head coaching experience. Uh, I do not believe Mark Trustman was a college football head coach. Therefore, June Jones and Mike Sherman, college, NFL, and CFL.
0: I've, I really I honestly can't remember the last time I watched a CFL game to completion.
1: It stresses me out. It's basically those three down situations. It's, you're basically starting every drive on second and 10. It's it's very it's
0: stressful. Weird. It you is know, weird. You
1: got, a, you got a wider field and all that, but it's stressful.
0: There was a period in my life in which I couldn't consume enough football, and now that period of life has passed. <laughs> um, well,
1: I've gone the, a different direction. I don't look at CFL. I, I, I watched a whole hell of a lot more Ivy League this year than I ever had before. So. What was was, the thinking in that? Because it was uh, semi attractive football. It was on Friday night sometimes and like well over. Corporate sponsor NBC. That's right. And and Princeton and Yale and Columbia and uh, Cornell, um, Dartmouth all had really quite interesting offenses. They're not just like, you know, three yards and a a cloud of dust type stuff. They're actually getting creative and, you know, they have smart kids so they can do that. It was actually pretty good football.
0: Okay. All right. right.
1: I'm a, a really good at defense. Sold yeah, yeah. you on watching Ivy League?
0: Well, no, we recorded the other podcast earlier today. That December twenty-sixth is a bad day for bowls. It doesn't really indict the entire sport. It was just a bad lineup. All right. Um, my turn for a question.
1: Hmm. Hmm. hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. No. I
1: have an email I, up. All right,
0: I'll do this one efficiently. Okay. I'll try. Actually, no. I'm going to put one back. Um, uh, oh, wow. VT Fan 08. Same name, same Twitter handle. Rather than grading coaching hires, how about predicting where each hire will be in the next four years? A, fired. B, employed by the same team. C, left for a better job. Um, thank you for listening, VT Fan A, because obviously he heard us ranting about the, um, the stupid coaching grade yep, article, column that everyone does. Um, I have to pull up a list of hires and fires. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe on Coach's hot seat. All right. By the way, number one on Coach's hot seat: David Beatty. No,
1: that's not. Boy, right. sh- freaking should be. Um, are we? Even, are we? Are we out of time on David Beatty already? I. They should have been out of time this year. They got worse. They haven't gotten any better in three years. Like, I understand it takes a little while, but you got to show something. They showed Kansas. nothing this year. Kansas. Nothing. They Kansas. still could have gotten better. And I expected them to get better this year. China's they actually had a – Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nah. Um, All right. I found a list here. Um, yeah. All right, you we'll read the, the real, list. Real quick. Word association, real quick. Sean Lewis at Kent State. Um, left for a better job.
0: Hired.
1: Fired. Um, just odds are can Kent State. Uh, Billy Napier at Louisiana Lafayette,
0: employed by the same team,
1: yeah. Ditto. Uh, Sonny Dykes at SMU, employed by the same team, Ditto. Uh, Mari Cristobal at Oregon, employed by the same team, Ditto. Man, I'm hope hopefully we disagree at some point. Steve Campbell at South Alabama, uh, fired. I like it. Well, uh, fired. Um, I almost talked myself into him doing really well. Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. Fired. Fired. Uh, Dana Demmel at UTEP. Fired. Fired. <laughs> Chad Morris at Arkansas. <sighs> Only like one more level of Employed the job that's better the there. Sam. It's kind of what I'm thinking too. Like I, I think he could move, but like up to like a Texas-based whatever. But no, I think he's employed by the same team. Willie Taggart at Florida State, employed by the same team. Ditto. Josh Heupel at UCF. Um, better job. Uh, I think so. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning there. Mike Bloomgren at Rice.
0: Um, still employed by the same team.
1: Fired. Herm Edwards at ASU. Fired. God, after the AD is fired, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, Scott Frost yeah. at Nebraska. Same team. Yep. Jimbo. Fired. I, I, I was kind of leaving that. I'm going to say same team, but yeah, it's on the table. Don't, be, don't lie to yourself. Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. Fired. Yeah. Joe Moorhead.
0: Oh. <sighs> Man. Better job.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm so deep. I'm the front car of the Moorhead bandwagon here. I I, I got to go sit. Better job. Dan Mullen.
0: Uh, employed. Uh, still employed.
1: Yeah. Matt Luke. Still employed. Fired. Chad Lunsford, uh, Georgia and Southern. Who
0: can they hire? They can't
1: hire anybody. Um, well, no, but five years, like four or five years from now, it's a different situation. Chad Lunsford, Georgia Southern. Fired. Yeah, I, I like what I saw at the end of last year, but I think the odds are still fired. Uh, fired. Chip, Chip Kelly, UCLA. Still
0: employed the same job. I'd
1: say retired. <laughs> that's my best bet of, of those options. Yeah, I say if still. If he got employed. a natty, he would retire. Yeah. I think so. I mean, honestly,
0: I, I take that back. If he got a natty, he would try and go back to the league, which would not, that's which would, does, does not want his BS.
1: Or uh, uh, Richard Branch, this is an email question. Former Wisconsin head coaches is the uh, subject line. Richard is a Wisconsin guy. Um, first off, nice to have you back, Mr. Godfrey, but enough of that. Let's go to my question concerning former Wisconsin head coaches. Let's start off okay. with Gary Anderson. I know Godfrey said he is well regarded in the coaching circles. And he is. He is- and that he could end up with another G5 head coaching job in the near future. But do you think his departure from Oregon State raise, raises red flags for an AD who might be in the hiring market? He left Wisconsin for what you can argue is a, quote, worst job, quote, unquote, worst job at Oregon State over disagreements about academic restrictions. And then threw up his hands at Oregon State because he couldn't
0: uh, I heard there might was, be some other things. Wisconsin history in here.
1: And number two, uh, Brett Bielema's head coaching quote unquote brand is built around offense. Despite the fact that he comes from a defensive background, does his, does this limit his ability to go the route of a Kiffin or Shiano to try to leverage a turn as a high profile coordinator to springboard back into a head coaching job? What is his marketability right now?
0: Hmm. First off, this is a Wisconsin fan enjoying a lot of karma.
1: Oh yes. Um,
0: that's okay. Very different questions. Very different answers. Like very different vibe. Um, Belama's situation is, is is debated right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know what his future viability looks like. It doesn't mean he's blacklisted or won't coach again. It would just. It's unclear right now what the next step is. And sometimes that's great for a coach because it gives you a chance to reinvent. Yeah. Um, he's obviously got plenty of money. He's not going to push into a bad job or a bad situation. However, I don't think he knows. I really don't. Um, I think he would love to take over at Iowa one day.
1: He'd kill on TV. He could you know, maybe take over for Iowa. He could, you know, the, there's a now another uh, little round of Bill Snyder retirement rumors. He'd be a hell of a candidate there.
0: He, I mean, he's definitely someone who wants that job. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. He just, he just failed at Arkansas. You know, I think he's still a good head coach. It's just really he hard. Should have,
0: he should have never taken the job. He took the job for a version of the same reasons that Gary Anderson left. Yeah. It's, are we, are we talking about Wisconsin here? Or are we talking about these individuals? <laughs> right. It was
1: kind of a Wisconsin based uh, question about the individuals, but. Because to yeah. me that like, there's a, look, it is it's kind of a system job. Yeah. You're
0: kind of not the only head coach there and it's kind of a system job. Now I'm not indicting either of those things, but, but let's, let's be honest. Um, Bielema especially grew to resent that both coaches grew to resent the, the lack of competitive pay on assistance. That was a big thing that got Brett pissed off. Yeah. Um, it's not your program. It's Barry's program um i think anderson got sick of that pretty fast and wanted a different culture i think at oregon state he grew very frustrated because he just jumped and thought it would be a place where he, they would be more hands-off with him but what he didn't realize is what wisconsin does offer you is a better brand and a better football player also you're not really pulling these kids off of trees in oregon um i just yeah i thought with oh, gary oh, Anderson, uh, gary he, anderson's rehirability um right job right time very high i promise
1: because he did so well at utah state i just kind of uh i figured he could figure some things out i thought he was a good hire for oregon state it just didn't work and uh oh there's a bunch of people that would love to hire gary anderson he, he did prove himself to be kind of weird. Like, I mean, that was a weird thing to do. And uh, I guess. If, if you're a, if you're an athletic director, so I understand. If, it, if it's, but it's it's weird. It's also what we like
0: we whine about in oh, this yeah, no, industry no, no, no. being so not, corrupt. I'm, 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 you like,
1: know, I would prefer that. I, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind Spur stepping away. Like when you know you don't have it, don't pretend. But if you're an athletic director, I understand um, that that would be like a, a a check in the cons column.
0: Right. Right. Um, yes and no. I think it has to be the right. I think you have to have a much more frank conversation with Barry with uh, with Gary up front than they had at Oregon State. Yeah. But Oregon State was a very, it just became a very different job than what he expected. So I again, I I look more at his honesty and just saying, hey, this this is not right for me. Yeah. Whereas so many other people would have cashed that check <laughs> and just said, ah, oh, it's fine. Maybe we will you know get to six and six in twenty eighteen, right? right and he didn't do that he just said you know what this thing is not working it's not for me i'm doing a disservice here because i'm definitely not doing what i was hired to do and he he left so good for him
1: <laughs> Here's one. at brick walsh asks will the dave doran era be the pinnacle of nc state football <laughs> god um It really is. Does he want me to answer that? It is the most secretly depressing job or or program, just because there's no explanation for why they haven't broken through. Um, But this year they had an awesome team and they went eight and four. Um, Man. And he tried to get out. Yeah, and he tried pretty uh, well. Yeah, he he leveraged. There's a bitterness angle there too. Like he didn't take the Tennessee job. He stayed. He got a better deal, but like. I, I know from when Mike Anderson was at Missouri in basketball. You do that too many times. The fan base is gonna turn on you if you're not delivering, you know, New Year's Day bowl games or or conference titles. Like eight, Yeah, there, there was are, a
0: flight there was a flight from Oxford, Mississippi to Raleigh. Yeah, chartered picking up. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that I don't know if I'm breaking news there, but um just FYI. Yeah. Like yeah. he was he was donezo.
1: Usually what what we learned in the past is usually when you reach that stage, like a, like a Mike Leach thinking he has a Tennessee job stage, um, Mike Leach, the rules don't apply to anything he does, but generally taking, I think we look back on those situations most of the time as, yeah, he should have gone, uh, because coming back doesn't, yeah. it ends up pretty sour, uh, after a while, but anyway. he'll be, if they're if they're nine and three
0: next year, he's on, he's back on the market.
1: I don't think they're gonna go three next year.
0: That's no, no, no. no. It's not gonna be an issue. Um, All right. Um, Holiday edition. I Haven't been paying attention. Don't recommend playing Super Nintendo while you're trying to put together a podcast. Um, How are you reading Twitter without crashing? Paul Reich. Paul underscore Reich. Yeah. USC seems unhappy with its take from the Pac-12 revenues, considering Rutgers is getting more TV money. <laughs> is the conference capable of bridging the gap between them and the Big Ten and the SEC? If not, how could the USC and UCLA be placated? You, don't wanna, you do not want to get into that line of logic. The line of logic that you want to get Placate, into Paul, yeah. is... Uh, I'm checking Paul's bio. It looks like Paul is a... Paul doesn't list what he is, but he's got a background... He's got a background of the colorado washington game huh
1: oh oh he lives in santa clara oh so he probably just went to that, that probably game Pac 12 title game yeah
0: okay so he's just a pack let's just let's say paul's a Pac 12 fan um do not pacify your major markets over no. your other schools you will end up like the big 12 <laughs> this is your final warning
1: <laughs> never go full big 12
0: you, what you want to do is look at um, what is realistic in the next 10, 20, and 30 years for owning as much expensive IP as you do in the Pac-12 broadcast agreement. And you're probably going to have to restructure your network. You're, you're going to have to look at how much you're spending on the network and then also what you want to be moving forward. Um, I know that's a kind of vague, but they, they spend so much money on their own network and then they have carriage rights issues. Larry Scott has bet on the long game every single time and that requires a tremendous amount of patience usc is going to be fine they're not they're not hurting for money um if there's a way on the next tv rights deal to maybe get more if you're going to do this expensive in-house network thing then you got to get a little bit more money in the pockets of 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 everybody you do not want to get in the game of usc dictating to you yeah I can't say that strong enough and it has nothing to do with usc i'm not this is nothing to do with trojans i i like texas i think texas plays an important role in college football when you give this much agency to a school inside of a power five conference nothing but bad happens <laughs>
1: yeah basically yeah you try to make the conference uh as as lucrative as possible and therefore usc gets more money uh, by the way paul it appears to have Man, this is like a perfectly camouflaged Twitter account. He's, he's, he's tweeted a couple times or retweeted things about Colorado, retweeted things about going to a Stanford game, and retweeted a couple things about Michigan State. So I'm, My man. I'm betting on Colorado fan, but he has disguised it well.
0: <laughs> oh, God, there's so many more jokes you can make there. Yeah. Um, all right, Bill. We do one more, two more. I have no idea what we're, we're doing in we'll this do first two more time.
1: I'm going to do this one and it doesn't really count. Our, our friend Kevin okay. Stallings, apologist at AW Mueller asks, is Pitt back next season? Yeah. Pitt, Pitt, I, I, yeah. I we all want national titles and everything, but Pitt's got a pretty spectacular uh, niche at the moment of scoring uh, an incredibly memorable win over the number two team each year. You know, that's not the worst thing in the world to be. Defense will be better
0: um and they return more than they lose on offense is that right i believe so yeah they get um, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: i watched almost all of that miami game yeah they get Kenny, that's right kitty pickett is a freshman um yeah and so yeah good. let's see what about their defense junior very sophomore junior junior sophomore sophomore junior yeah no almost no seniors on defense yeah.
0: so. so very very smart of pit not that it came up this year not that that's an environment where they would do something that's stupid so not no, freak one, out. no one freaked out very yeah. smart of Pitt. good job pit
1: Take, take their example, gonna, other schools.
0: Very like very possible. Pitts nine and three next year. Can we look at their schedule real fast. Sure. Before, I say, pits, I'm before, for I, pit, before I say Pitts going nine <laughs> and three next
1: year, <laughs> at Penn State, at Florida State, at yeah, I don't know.
0: Does the ACC not have their schedule up? Son of a, I swear to God, they don't even have their. What? Ca- Ugh. Um, they open with Albany. They have to go. They they get Penn State at home. They go to the on the road at UCF and they're at Notre Dame.
1: Oh, and then at the bottom. Okay, so home ACC home and then, games. Yeah,
0: Duke, Georgia Tech uh, home games. Duke, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Syracuse road games. Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia <laughs> Wake We're not going nine and three. Sorry.
1: Well, I mean, are you sure? Because Miami at Miami is going to be tricky. Obviously, um, loss. Uh, if they're good enough to beat Virginia Tech at home, they could absolutely go nine and three. That's a loss. I'm not going to i'm gonna say I'm they gonna lose to virginia Tech
0: i'm gonna say they lose to Virginia Tech miami Notre Dame, probably Penn State and it's not like u c f just suddenly falls apart what about nine and four do I hear nine and four eight and four and I mean like a, there's a, there's like a four and a half loss <laughs> range in there that's why i just i was uncomfortable with nine and three <laughs> we're to be four. good and he's a good damn coach like please don't take this the wrong way. I'm just saying maybe nine and three was reaching a bit. <laughs> so like eight and four next year, and then they like they can be better.
1: Got to win them recruiting battles. Um, Last question. I I'm kind of out on Twitter, I think, but I found one more email that you will like because it sucks up to you. Um, well, not really, but go uh, on. Uh, our friend Kyle Malloy says, "Bill and Godfrey, hi. As a Horned Frog alum, I won't lie and say I wasn't surprised by our AD uh, Chris Del Conte D- Del Conte." Uh, moving to texas but the, yeah, more I, the more i think about it however the more i'm okay with it because it, truly he did almost everything promised to tcu new football stadium new basketball arena baseball upgrades new multiple coach extensions hiring jamie dixon etc etc uh, and likely wanted a bigger challenge at the flagship by the way he's yeah. reportedly already making over a million at tcu now making 1.2 million a year in austin so i'm convinced the move wasn't for money um one of no. the interesting spins i've heard on this Is that little old TCU now might just might have a friend looking out for it when the Big 12 blows up in 2024? Uh, I'm not sure I believe this because CDC, uh, Del Conte, uh, will likely do whatever he needs to ensure Texas's future, not his previous employers. But I still wanted your take on it. Would, Would Del Conte's tenure at TCU have any effect whatsoever on the future outcome of the Big 12 if conference realignment were, in fact, inevitable?
0: Well, he's he's asking that will what will Del Conte have on the overall effect of the Big Twelve? I don't know. it, does it help he asking he's to use future at all for him yes. to be at, at Texas? Yes, it doesn't yes. hurt. <laughs> it, I think it helps it. Okay, I spent a lot of time with that dude um, writing that Baylor story back in thirteen. Is that right? 14? Fourteen. Fourteen. 14. Yeah. Man, blurry. Uh, yeah, summer fourteen. Or yeah, summer of fourteen. He did amazing stuff at TCU. Yes. He really, that's one of the best jobs in the country. It's one of the best football jobs in the country, in my opinion. It's look, man, there is a reason. There's nothing, there's nothing in Gary Patterson's, you know, closet that would prevent him from going to a Florida. It's not like he hasn't, they've, they've courted him. He, he's extremely comfortable there for a good reason. Um, you know, you're never Texas, but also you're not Texas you're a little more streamlined yeah. you're a quiet private rich as balls <laughs> school <laughs> in fort worth which is a great city fort worth i like fort worth as much as i don't like dallas um <laughs> it's I mean, when you talk about programs in the last 20 years i don't know i mean they blow boise out of the water when it comes to facilities and money mm. Um, you talk about trajectories. Everyone always wants to talk about Boise cause they remember the statue of Liberty. Um, by the way, shout out to that duft. Uh, I know are oh, out was of spectacular.
1: Time. That was as good. That was as good as the ones that worked.
0: We're in a time vortex here. And so you don't know when we're recording this technically or whatever, but, um, I, we didn't mention it on the bowl wrap-up, too, or, or bowl week preview, too, but I want—I I almost called you when I saw that. <laughs> I was clearing brush in the backyard, and I was like, oh, my God.
1: It's a horrible sequel. I yelped um, in a hospital waiting room when that play happened. It was great. Yeah, so
0: we didn't even finish the sentence. Boise went for a Statue of Liberty against Oregon, and it went horribly wrong. Um, and it's a Horribly wrong. It's a great game. Um, TCU start to finish in the last 20 years is the, has the best trajectory that I think we've, we may have ever seen in that amount of time. Chris Del Conte did a fantastic job. He created a network of people around TCU that had enough passion to shield them through the uncertainty, of the mountain West and the Cuse and the big East and all that junk and maintain their Texan identity. And he also talked Texas into bringing them into the league. Right. I think as we move forward into the uncertainty that is post post post-television big 12 that in a texan sort of way ut will look at tcu and vice versa as a sort of almost like a navy notre dame situation (laughs) yeah um i think they have a great relationship i think tcu understands how to deal with texas and also compete with texas in a way that doesn't madden texas um the way that a&m does baylor did Uh, for a while yeah, and I'm not saying this to like kiss anyone's ass one way or the other. I'm just, this is the truth. I'm an impartial party when it comes to Texas schools. Um, you know, Houston is the incredibly loud, uncouth upstart blaring, you know, rap in the parking lot. And TCU slipped in and got a table at the same fancy restaurant and kind of <laughs> talked to, you know, talked them into it over drinks. Um, I think that I think TCU is going to be just fine. I've been there um uh, multiple times and i always rave about tcu every chance i get i think it's one of the best jobs in america i think there's a reason patterson stays i think chris del conte if he wants the challenge and it really is one of the unscalable peaks of college football is managing the mess that is the texas booster network yeah i don't know what else he could have done at tcu yeah yeah, yeah when he laid it out like that i'm like well hell <laughs> so all three facilities so okay here's here's the checklist, Bill. You go from CUSA to the Big Twelve, all right. Mm-hmm. You raise more money privately than t- in TCU history for athletics and athletic scholarships. You rebuild the football, baseball, basketball facilities, <laughs> pretty much from the ground up, and they all get practice facilities on top of that, and the athletics building. What else do you do? I, I mean, I mean, you know, unless you tr- unless you really want to start a hockey program, I mean, I just don't know. <laughs> Like, yeah, he went to Texas. Um, I think they're gonna be fine. Yeah, uh, two things. One? one,
1: well, I was gonna say number one. Um, as as well run as Boise is, and as as deeply connected to that community as they are, TCU has oil money. They got crazy old oil money. Yeah, I talked to them. Yeah, like
0: crazy old.
1: And they have geography in their favor. Boise, like no matter how nice Boise State was to Texas, Boise State wasn't getting in the Big Twelve because it's in Idaho, and that sucks. But I mean, that's the way it is. Number two, uh, as long as Deep Ellum exists, Dallas isn't all bad. Nah, I like Deep Ellum. It's it's, it's, you get really good. That you really is the remember. head of a pin. Now, you're usually you in Nashville, so I understand you're going to be a big snob when it comes to restaurants, but
0: still. Dude, uh, it, to me, Atlanta and Houston are better cities than Nashville. I just don't like Dallas. Okay. I'm about, was, to get yeah. real, about to get real salty in the mentions. I can feel it.
1: <laughs> All right, Bill. Yeah. Happy holidays. Absolutely. Uh, thank, uh, thank you to everybody who listened. I know this was a weird year. Mom and dad were separated for mm-hmm. a while. Was a really <laughs> weird year. But we got through it. Our, our, our base of listeners grew. Hopefully, it will continue to grow. Hopefully, we'll have a logo in the future and a theme song and t shirts yeah. and, and all of those things. Um, but it's been about the most heartening thing to be a part of this and, and see everybody relating to both of us because of a silly little podcast we, we kind of decided to do on a whim in an SB Nation meeting three years <laughs> ago. So The um,
0: thing has grown. It's scary. Yeah. You, listeners are scary, too. And I love even, y'all
1: and we even sound good now which is which kind of stinks, Well, we sound, really. we sound better. better better
0: say better Fine. i have a cold, I have a cold <laughs> right now so i'm getting over <laughs> sickness i wouldn't say i sound great at all but um yeah we'll be back um if you're listening to this in order we'll be back around the 29th i think for bowl previews uh and then we'll settle back into the midweek as we go through the off season so um uh, bill happy yep. holidays i will see you soon same to you